Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. I want to um, kind of uh, do a part two of last Sunday night. Um, I, I began to talk about uh, kingdom realities. Really, how to participate with kingdom realities is, is if you wanted to, you know, title it. I don't know if you took notes or not, but um, all the real spiritual people did. No, I'm just kidding. I, I know I was speaking very fast, so uh, it's it's all all good. Um, but if you are taking notes, it's it's kingdom realities. And I just want to um, read uh, Matthew chapter six and verse thirty three. We'll just start. I'll do a quick recap of a couple of things that we said last Sunday night, and then uh, hit um, a couple of things that uh, were can, were still in my heart. Um, Matthew chapter six verse thirty three. It says, "But seek first the kingdom of God." Not, not second, not third, not, not keep it on the short list, but seek first, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to, to you. Uh, and um, it says here that, that seeking the first, Jesus was saying, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, it's to be our top priority. It's to be our main thing that we do when we wake up in the morning, when we, when we get up and, and and we think about our day, the, the kingdom of God and his righteousness should be on the top of our priority list. It should be on the forefront of our, of our thoughts. It should be on the forefront of our plans. It should be on the forefront of how we organize our day. Come on. I said it should be on the forefront of how we organize our day, how we, how we set up priorities in our life, how we, how we uh, decide what we're going to be involved with and what we're not going to be involved with. It, it should be on the uh, forefront of our... It should be almost like a filter but that, that we see uh, uh, our life and decide how are we going to prioritize what we do? How are we going to think? How are we going to see? How are we going to participate with, with, with people in our workplace? How are we going to perform at our workplace? Hallelujah. How are we going to perform at our work? Are we going to, are we going to do it unto Jesus uh, as, as unto him and not as a man pleaser? Are we, the kingdom of God, it should be on the forefront of what we're seeking every single day. It should be on the forefront of our hearts. It should be on the forefront of our lips, the righteousness of God, who he's made us to be. These two things combined together should be, should be something that is, is the heartbeat of our day-to-day life. Amen. And and I think many times we we because we uh, uh, go to church or we we we're here on a Sunday night or we even uh, come Monday night prayer um, and we and we volunteer that that those things combined uh, equal seeking first the kingdom of God. But if you're not careful, you'll compartmentalize kind of like what Brother Steve was saying in all, in the offering that you can't you can't fully participate with all that God has for you unless you're fully participating with all that he has for you. you we, we get so good at compartmentalizing things sometimes where we, where we put, we have our little sections of life that, that we do our God thing here 
on, on Monday night. And then we do our God thing on Sunday nights. And we do our God thing on Wednesday nights. And, and, and we may have a, some other, you know, uh, uh, even a prayer time that we do our God thing. But, but then when we leave those places or we leave those times with the Father, we leave those times, then, then the filter of, of who God's called us to be, his righteousness, who he's made us to be, and his kingdom, what he's wanting to do and establish here on this earth, what he's wanting to establish in this in this in in the workplace what's he what he's wanting to establish in our church what he's wanting to establish in in our in our community those things begin to be on the back of the back burner because we we leave them at 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 church or we leave them in our prayer time or we and they don't become a filter or a lens that we're seeing every single day they're not they don't they don't become a lens that that we're seeing how we prioritize you know many times it's a big temptation I've got kids and and it's a temptation they want to be involved with all kinds of things and, and and they're interested in all kinds of things and thank God for all kinds of opportunities that we have here in America it's great uh, it can be great I should say but if you're not careful you begin to pri- you forget to prioritize your your life according to his righteousness in the kingdom of God and then all of a sudden you find yourself too busy and having to sacrifice the kingdom of God because you're involved with some good thing that you didn't filter through the kingdom of God you didn't filter through the lens of his righteousness who he's made you to be and the plan of God for 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 your life and for the things that he's called you to do and the place that he's called you to be and all of a sudden the things that that he's called you to do and the things that he's called you to be and the and the and the plan of God for for your effect on this on this earth begins to suffer because you've you've let it go to the to the back burner you left it at church on Sunday or you left it at, in the prayer closet or you left it at Monday night prayer or whatever deal you're in and, and 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 then all of a sudden you're you're living life outside of the realm of what he's called you to do or who he's called you to be and then the 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 call and the plan of God begins to suffer it begins to be uh, uh, of no effect in many parts of our lives because we compartmentalize and we look and see uh, we see our life and we say yeah well I'm still doing the things of God here and I'm still doing the things of God there and I'm still uh, uh, participating with maybe the same things you've been participating with. Maybe you got stirred up and began to participate with, with some things that you hadn't before and you're more involved than you used to be. But but just because you're involved physically with the things that you used to be doesn't necessarily mean you're involved spiritually. Come on, you may be involved physically, but are you involved spiritually the way that you used to be? Is there a pursuit going after all that God has called us to? Because he's saying we got to seek first the the kingdom of God, everything that's involved in being in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of heaven, and his righteousness, that ought to be our pursuit. That ought to be our vision. That ought to be the thing that is in front of us. Amen. And, and, and I, you know, sometimes I think about Bugs Bunny cartoons, and he and he gets on the on the turtle, and he and he holds that carrot out in front of in front of the turtle, and the turtle starts moving, and he's you know turning them wherever he wants to go. That ought to be the carrot that's hanging out in front of us every single day, every morning. Morning, we wake up, there's a care out in front of us and it gets us going. Glory to God. The righteousness of God, who you are in Christ, who he's made you to be, who he's created you to be on the inside, who he's formed and fashioned you to be. What did, what the way that you look, the way that, that you act, the way that you, the way that you carry yourself, the way that you walk out the realities of heaven, those things and seeking first the kingdom of God, going after what, what is it, what is it that he's called you to do with your finances? What has he called you to do with 
with your time? What has he called you to do with your energy? What has he called you to do with your children? Come on, God has a plan for your children. You can't just decide what things your, your kids are going to be involved with outside of the guidance of the Holy Spirit because you'll mess up the plan of God for their lives. What about seek first the kingdom when it comes to your children and finding out what does God want my kids to be involved with? Maybe baseball isn't what God is calling them to. Maybe he's calling them to music. And maybe you ought to put that as a, as a focus. Or maybe it is baseball. And maybe you ought to seek the Lord and find out, man, he's, God's going to use baseball to, for, to use this kid to, to release the gospel in the realm of baseball. Whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. But, but are you seeking first the kingdom of God? Are you seeking first the kingdom of God uh, where, where your family time is concerned? Are you seeking, are you setting priorities? Does your family time have time where you come together and seek the Lord? Does your family have a time where they come together and, and, and it's a focus that the Lord is first in this house? The kingdom of God is first in this house. We will serve, I don't know, as for me and my house, as for me and my house, as for me and my, we will serve the Lord. But that can't just be something that's set up on a magnet on the refrigerator. My God, it's got to be something that we're seeking first, that we're living out, that we're putting as a priority in our day-to-day life. And glory to God, if you do that, you don't have to be perfect, but your children will see it and they'll come up after you and they'll walk after you with boldness and with truth. And many times we'll go further than where, thank God, they'll go further. I said, they'll go further than where you went because of the things that you implanted in them. So sometimes we just got to seek first the kingdom of God. <laughs> Praise God. And so we have to judge when we read, when we read scriptures like this. It, 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 it's something that we have to, like Pastor said we may, this morning, we may have heard these things a hundred times, a thousand times. We may know this. But it's not enough to just know it up here and to, to, to know the scripture and be able to quote it or have it written somewhere or have a t-shirt that, that says Matthew 6.33 on the back of it. That, that's great and good. But, but are, you, are you looking and, and looking and judging yourself in the mirror of the word? Are you looking? Glory to God to see if you're a doer of the things that you've heard. Are you are you one that is being a doer of the things that you're hearing? Glory to God. Are you beginning to walk out and to step out and to take new ground in the word that God is releasing in this day? Right. Hallelujah. Because there's some things that God's releasing. He's releasing some things about authority. Right. He's beginning to release some things about walking in health. Well, are you seeking those things? Are you going after those things? Are they in your priority list? The things that God seek pa- pastor and, and, and God, God will use our pastors to release certain things. And then we have to take them and judge them against, against our own life and our own heart and take these things and say, okay, God, what, where, where do I need to, to bone up in this area? Where do I need to bone up in that area? Where, what, what, does my, what does my life reflect in these areas? Not just, yes, amen, I agree. Yes, amen, I believe that health is for everybody. Yes, amen, I believe that authority is for us to walk in. That's great. That's a good starting point. Glory to God, you you agree with it. But many people agree with lots of things and never experience them because they're not taking the, the, the mirror of the word and reflecting it upon their own heart and saying, am I seeking first? Am I going after? Am I walking in these things? And there is no condemnation in Christ, but, but like Pastor said uh, uh, two weeks ago, if you're going 
going forward, if you're pressing for it, then that's what God's calling you to. Amen. But if you're just sitting by the on the on the sideline waiting, waiting and just saying, I believe that or I agree with that, but there's no reflection of it in your life, then then are you really going after the kingdom of God? Are you really seeking first heavenly heavenly realities? Are you really seeking first the plan and the purpose of God? Or are you just being a, a casual Christian who believes some some more things than the uh, than than the average believer and you and you can feel good sometimes we can feel good because we believe a little bit more than than the next guy at work or the next person that we know but there is no there is no uh, 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 joy in that there is no joy in just believing something more than somebody else the joy is walking in and experiencing more so that we can be a light and a demonstration of more so that people can experience more than what they've experienced before see knowledge just puffs up and makes you prideful but when you experience the reality see the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of him is understanding when you come into intimate contact with the word and with the spirit of God with the nature of the father with his goodness with his mercy when you come in contact with walking in health and healing when you come in contact with his presence when you come in contact with his mercies and you have firsthand experience glory to God it rubs off on you and you don't have to begin to 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 uh evangelize like 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 we we sometimes do where we try to think of clever things to say or or, or neat uh, phrases to 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 speak out but you begin to share what's real to you amen i remember i was seeking after being a greater witness a couple years ago and the holy spirit just kept saying this phrase to me he said be consumed with me and then you'll be consumed with me and he said that if you'll be consumed with me then people will notice what you're consumed with and they'll come to it and you'll go out and you'll be consumed with him you're not having to think of a neat strategy to to witness to the person uh, uh, behind the counter or or the person outside the restaurant you can just you can just walk out and when the holy ghost highlights the that that person sitting on the bench outside the restaurant you can just go over to him knowing glory to god that, that that when you get over there the holy spirit will give you something to say when you get there glory to god and you take their hand and you can say say listen you're you god loves you he, he's got got a plan for you I don't know if you believe in him or not but but he's got a plan and a purpose for you he hasn't forgotten you he is he sent his son for you and if you believe that great but if you don't I'm telling you he's got a plan and a purpose for you can I pray for you and the, and then those things roll out of you and you're not having to force it or, or or because you've become consumed with seeking first the kingdom of God so you're not on the clock and off the clock I'm not on my Christian clock right now and then I'm off the clock because I put in my time for a few, bit, few hours at church. Don't skip me in that grocery line. I just had a good service and I ain't trying to put up with you. Come on. That's where we live, right? We check, we check out, uh, you know, we, we did our church thing. Now we're at the grocery store. Uh-uh, that's the last thing. I'm getting that. Come on. That's on sale. I'm, that's for me. I'm going to hurry and make sure that. Other... And all of a sudden, the things that we're supposed to be dead to, all of a sudden are back alive because we left out of the church building. 
But God wants, to, God wants us to become consumed and, and, and focused upon who he is, who he's made us to be, the plan and the purpose of God. So are we seeking first the kingdom of God? Are we, are we, are we after the reality of heaven here on earth? You know, over in Matthew chapter 6, we'll just read it. Pastor mentioned it this morning, but it's good to, good to read it real quick. It says, um, Matthew chapter 6, back up just a little bit in that same chapter. And it says in verse um, uh, nine, it says, in this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Amen. Hallowed be your name, Father. For, for your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is a reality of the way things are in heaven. There is a reality. Uh, we're seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So there's a you in heaven, glory to God, that you can make manifest here on earth. And that ought to be the focus of our heart and our goal that the, we, the, the, the person that you are seated at the right hand of the Father becomes a reality here on earth. As it is in heaven, Lord, so be it here on earth. So be it here at the grocery store. So be it here at, at, in my family time. So be it here at the workplace. So be it here when, I, when I'm given a job that I don't really want to do and I, and I like to slough off, but instead I'm going to put in my best effort because I know even though no one else is watching, Jesus is watching, so I'm going to do it as unto him because because I know he's the one that rewards me anyway. So I'm not just doing this job or doing this activity because uh, 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 because my boss said so. I'm doing it as unto the Lord. And if I do it as worship as, and, and as praise unto you, then glory to God, I'll receive a reward in heaven whether anyone in the natural ever sees it or doesn't. I'm talking about living out heavenly realities. Living out. Do you think, there, do you think there's shortcuts in heaven? That the, that the, there's shortcuts on them. Well, yeah, they didn't run that quite right in your mansion. And Jesus is like, well, that's all right. That's just for Q, you know. He's got a man bun, so, you know, we'll just, we'll just make it. We'll make a, except a, a man poof. I'm sorry. A man poof. We'll just, it's okay if, if we cut corners on his mansion. No, God's not cutting corners. He's doing things, doing things with excellence, with, with, with care, with passion, with love for us. Amen. What if we reflected heavenly realities? I bet that, that you would be the first one to get a raise on your job if you reflected heavenly realities in your work. Sometimes people are believing God for a blessing or a prosperity or an increase, but they're not bringing heaven to earth in their workplace. And so they're not seeking first the kingdom of God in their workplace. And so nobody on the job wants to hear your testimony because your work ref doesn't reflect a Jesus that they'd be interested in. Ooh. I don't know why I said that. Um, but... But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we, 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 we're believing God for something, but we're not, we're not responding to the heaven that's on the inside of us. We're not responding to the Jesus that's on the inside of us. And so we're, because, because of that, the, the, the heaven's realities can't invade that workplace. Heaven's realities can't invade our finances because, because we're not cooperating with heaven. We're not doing things the way heaven does things. We're not moving the way that heaven would move. We're not reflecting the, the Jesus that, that is on the inside. We're not responding and doing things as he would. Amen? And so then, so then we short-circuit ourselves. So are you seeking first the kingdom of God? Are you going after that? Amen? Hallelujah. The kingdom of God has a culture to it, right? And so we said that last week. The kingdom of God has a culture to it. We want to reflect king, the kingdom of God's culture everywhere we go. The kingdom of God has a culture of honor and love for one another. Amen. 
Heaven, heaven can invade a, 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 a workplace, a, a church, a church, a, a family where there's love and honor and respect for one another, where we value one another, where we where we are willing to, to say, yeah, I maybe I don't see it exactly the same way you do, or or maybe I, I I don't I don't understand it exactly the way that that you do, or or maybe we disagree on this point or that thing, but but I'm gonna still love and honor and respect who you are, and I'm still gonna value what God's doing in you. And and I'm going to still prefer you over myself. Amen. Doesn't the Bible have some things to say about preferring others, preferring others greater than yourself, looking at, at someone as more valuable than yourself and loving them and honoring them? The, the kingdom of God has a culture that that values and loves one another greater than you love yourself. Amen. Jesus said that that if, if you would love others as you love yourself, amen, that, that that would be a reflection of him. Right. Well, well, what is what is the kingdom of God look like in a family? Family that loves and honors and respects one another. What does it look like in a church that loves, honors, and respects one another? Amen. Young and old, uh, 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 you know, all all kinds of uh, of differences, different politics, maybe, or or whatever different things are going on that that could div- that could divide in the natural. That maybe look different. Well, you you're old. You're an older generation. You don't see it like I see it. I'm a younger generation. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna think differently, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look differently, and I'm gonna but but I'm also gonna just hold you at arm's length. That's not God. That's not God. No, God, the God, God, the God uh, uh, reality in, in, this, in this place would say, hey, maybe, maybe you're young, maybe you're old, or maybe we don't see everything, but you can stand up. Thank you, brother. But we're going to link arms and go after the plan of God together. Maybe we don't agree. Maybe you didn't vote for who I voted for. Maybe you don't see it exactly the way I see it. But we're going to link arms anyway because we are united under Jesus. And he's the one that has called us together for a purpose and a plan. And as we walk together, maybe we'll begin to appreciate and love each other more and more. But we're going to go after this thing together and not let the things of this natural that don't matter anyway. Come on, the the Bible says, look at the things which are unseen because the things which are unseen are eternal, but the things that are seen, they're just temporary. Come on, the politics of this day are going to fade away. We're not going to get in heaven and say, see, I told you I was right about that politician. No, we're not. Those things are going to go to the wayside, but the things which are unseen, those things are eternal. And if we'll go after those things together as a body in one accord, man, mighty things happen. You can sit down. Mighty things happened in the church when the church got together under the banner of Jesus and began to go in one accord with one purpose and one one heart and one mind. Things like mighty rushing winds began to blow in. Glory to God. You think everybody in that 120 were believed and agreed with every single thing that everyone else did? No. They, but they did believe one thing. They believed that Jesus said, tarry in the city for the coming of the power of the Holy Ghost. And when they united together under what Jesus has said. See, we can always unite together under what Jesus is saying. We can always unite together under what the Word of God says. We can always unite together under under what the Spirit of God is speaking. Hallelujah. And when we unite together and move after the the plan of God, the kingdom of God under what He has said, man, mighty things happen. It creates a culture where heaven is able to invade what we're doing. Woo, that's exciting. What happened on the day of Pentecost? They were gathered in one accord. 
in one accord, and there became a sound as a rushing mighty wind. Glory to God, and tongues of fire began to set upon each one of them. Why? Because they were gathered together in one accord with one heart. They, had, they came with one purpose, to have what the plan of God and the purpose of God was for them to be accomplished. And then to that, the, 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 the Spirit of God blew in in a mighty way. They, didn't, they weren't expecting that. They didn't know what would happen. But what they did know is that if they would continue to do what the Lord had told them to do together when one, with one heart and one accord, that then the, the Spirit of God would show up in some way because Jesus said it. Amen. And Jesus has said the same things to us. If we will continue to press through, if we'll continue to press in, and if we'll continue to go after the things that he has said to us, glory to God, we may be up in the upper room, glory to God, for 40 days not knowing what exactly is going to happen. But glory to God, when the Spirit of God comes in, then, we're, then we will know, hallelujah, that we've obeyed and the Spirit of God will move and do what he wants to do. Amen. And he's doing that even now. We don't have to, we don't have to wait. We're not having to tarry, but we do have to stay in one accord. I said, we don't have to wait, we don't have to tarry, but we do have to stay in one accord. The culture of heaven has a culture of honor and love and respect for one another. Hallelujah. Amen. The culture of heaven has miracles. The culture of heaven has healings. The culture of heaven has health. The culture of heaven has freedom. The culture of heaven has joy. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. These should be things that we're seeking after, that we're going after. The, the things that, that, that the Spirit of God is moving and doing, but also the things that the Word of God says specifically about what the kingdom of God looks like. We ought to be going after righteousness. We ought to be going after peace. We ought to be going after joy. If you're living a lifestyle that doesn't have peace, then don't settle for that. That is not the plan of God for you. You have been equipped and you have been anointed and you have been graced to, to have peace in your life. So many uh, believers li live without peace in their life. Their family doesn't have peace. There's turmoil from month to month. There's turmoil from conversation to conversation. There's drama that goes on. And, 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 we, and if we're not careful, we get addicted to the drama uh, of life. But, but there's supposed to be peace in your household. There's supposed to be peace in your... Maybe you grew up with a lot of stuff going on. Drama in your life. Drama from in conversations. Drama between mom and dad drama in, in whatever situation, drama in finances. God did not intend for you to have that, and that is not his plan for you or your family today. It is his plan for a house of peace, a, a family of peace, one that in, is endued, glory to God, with peace that passes all understanding. Glory to God, peace that guards and mounts guard over your heart and keeps you in his presence. Contend for peace. Contend for, I think that's just something that the thing that's really on my heart with this, this two part, whatever, uh, is, is contend for what it is that God has for you. Contend for it. Man, so many times we, we, we just let, let uh, uh, ourselves get used to, to some level uh, of the world's culture and the way that the world does things. And we don't go after or contend for what God has done for us. We don't contend for the, for the things that he's done. We don't contend for who he's made us to be. We don't contend for the, for the benefits sometimes of what he, what he intends for us to have because we, we've gotten comfortable with the status quo. 
But we've got to go after these things because it's, it's up to us to be beacons and light and demonstrations, glory to God, of what it looks like to have peace. Amen. What it looks like to have joy, what it looks like to have freedom, what it looks like to be in love with Jesus, what it looks like to have have a, a, a confidence, glory to God before the Lord. Amen. People need what you have. They need what you have. And maybe you're not walking in it, but the but the word of God says you have it. The word of God says you have it. The reality is you have it. God God. the thing is, see, God can't make you more blessed than you are now. He can't make you more blessed. He can't make you more free. He can't make you more righteous. He's already done all that. But what he can help you do is begin to experience and to walk out what he's made you to be. And when you begin to walk those things out, your life demonstrates more blessing. Your life demonstrates more freedom. Your life demonstrates more power. But all that already belongs to you. It's already a part of who he's made you to be. You're not getting more more blessed in your spirit. No, he's all. the Bible says he's already blessed you with all spiritual blessing right and so as we renew ourselves to these things as we go after them then they become a reality in our natural life and we begin to be able to be a demonstration of who he's made us to be and that's a Jesus that people want that's a Jesus people want he they want they want to see something uh, uh, real they want to people want to see something real nowadays Man, they, they've, they've seen religion. They've seen different church styles and, and this church style and that church style. And they've seen it from, I mean, they've been seeing it since the, since the beginning. You know, churches do all kinds of new and different things and, and try old things. And, 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 and that's great and good. And what anyone else does is great for them. And, and we got to do what God's called us to do. I'm not disparaging anybody. But what I'm saying is, is that no matter what you do with your style of church, it's not going to win the world. What's going to win the world is being alive unto Jesus, being an example of Jesus at your workplace, be in love with him, be someone who's passionate about who he is in your life, be a demonstration of what it looks like to not get the flu when everybody else does. What's going on? You never get the flu. Well, you know, Jesus is amazing. Be bold enough to say Jesus is amazing. I think sometimes we experience some of these good things and then people ask us about them, but we want to kind of like, well, you know, amen, God's good. <laughs> and we're not bold enough to say, listen, if you knew my Jesus like I know my Jesus, you wouldn't have to have these things either. Let me pray with you and I'll get you free from the flu. And then, we'll, then I'll be able to tell you more about who he is. Well, why, Zach, why are you always happy at work? Is that just your personality? No, you know what? That's not my personality. I used to be really sassy and grumpy. <laughs> I'm just picking on him, but it is kind of true. Um, but then he fell in love with Jesus. And I mean, the man is the most joyful guy I know, the most willing to serve guy I know. Well, people recognize that stuff. Be bold to, to share what it is that God's doing in your life. Amen. And when you're seeking first the kingdom, when you're giving him everything that you are, my whole life belongs to you, not just when, I, when I'm in, in this seat, but my whole life belongs to you everywhere I go. Everything I do, my whole life belongs to you. Then God's able to, to, to use that, and you're able to be a bold witness. Amen. Um, it's a culture of submission. Amen, amen. Yeah, yes, that is true, Brother Steve. It's a culture of submission. 
Submitting to one another. Submitting to one another as unto Christ. Submitting, uh, uh, laying our lives down for, for not only uh, 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 one another, but, but laying our lives down for, for those that, 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 we're, that we're going after the, in the world. Laying our lives down for, for the, those that he's called us together with. Laying our lives down for our family. I said laying lives down for our family. Sometimes the, the, the hardest place to lay your life down is when you're in the closed doors of your house and it's like, yeah, but I'm at home now. I can let my hair down. I can, I can, I can say what I want to say. I'm at home now. No, laying your life down everywhere we go, laying our life down and looking like Jesus and, and demonstrating him. Amen. The, I, I remember the Holy Spirit was kind of stirring me in the, in the, uh, uh, in the gifts of the Spirit and wanting me to go after those. And, and so I had been praying about that. And, and then it was like he took a whole year where that was on my heart, but all he was talking to me about was submission, and just submit, submitting in this arena, submitting in that arena, laying your life down in this arena, submitting at church, submitting at home, submitting at the work, at, when you're at work, submitting. At, and it's just like every, every meal was a submission meal from the Lord. He's like, come and dine at the submission table. And I'm just like, oh, yummy. It's, it's submission again. And, and it was just, and so finally I was out on the back porch and I was just like, I was like, Lord, you know, you said that miracles and, and the gifts of the Spirit and things were going to start happening. And all you're talking to me about is submission. What is the deal? And he said, oh, that's easy. And I said, okay, good. Let me, let, fill me in, please. He said, because he said miracles and healings are easy for heaven. He said, I've got miracles and I've got healings and I've got signs and I've got wonders just laying around. They're the easiest thing in the world for me to do. I don't have to even put any effort. He said, but a man's submitted heart is the one thing heaven can't produce because that belongs to man. And you have to submit your life. And when I uh, get a man with a submitted heart, then miracles, signs, wonders, gifts of the spirit, all those things can flow easily through that man. And I said, oh, hey, are you serving submission again tonight? You know, but but the, the, the culture that God is trying to produce in us, he, he's trying to get heaven to earth. He's trying to cause the things because he wants to move in these in this day and he wants to move in and through you. We say he wants to move through the church and that is true. But the church is made up of you and me. Right. The church is made up of us. The church isn't this building, even though this is a great place that we get to gather and come together. Thank God. But the church is not this building. The church is us. And God wants to move through his church. He wants to reign through his church. That means he's going to have to do that through you. It means he's going to have to use you. And the thing is, is that's not a downer to God. That's not a bummer to him. That's actually an exciting thing because he believes that you're actually the perfect candidate for him to use. He actually believes you're the perfect candidate for him to flow through. He actually believes you're the perfect candidate to represent Jesus. And so much so, turn over to 2 Corinthians in chapter 5. We'll read this. Verse 17, 
Actually, for let's go to 15 because it's it's one of those good submission uh, side orders here. Uh, I'll take a side order of submission, please, um, with the with the new new reality uh, main entree. Um, it says uh, in verse 15, and he died for all that those who live should know should live no longer for who for themselves. Look at your neighbor. Say, don't live for yourself. It says, but for him who died for them and rose again, that is, the, that is who we have been raised up to live for. We're no longer uh, uh, called to live for ourselves. Amen. And it says, therefore, from now on, regard or, or, or uh, I think the new King or the old King James says judge. Is that right, Pastor Angela? Judge in verse 16. Therefore, from now on, we judge no one according to the flesh, I think. We know no man according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the, to the flesh, we yet know him no longer. Therefore, from now on, regard no one or judge no one or know no one according to the flesh. That means your husband. That means your wife. That means your, work, your, your boss. That means your, your, your fellow worker. That means the, the person that you're sitting next to in church right now. That means regard no one according to the flesh. Amen. Does the Bible say no one? It says no one. Don't judge them according to the flesh. And it says, verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ he is a new creation old things have passed away behold all things have become new now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ hallelujah and has given us say given me He's given me, he's, he's given us, but he's given you, amen. There is no us without you. There is no us without me. He's given us the ministry of reconciliation. Glory to God. He's given us, that is God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing the trespasses to them and has committed us to the word of reconciliation. Glory to God, amen. When we are, when we are going after the kingdom of God, there, he sees you as one who's been been anointed to be a minister of reconciliation. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a minister. Look at somebody else and say, you're a minister. Even you. Amen. Even you. Look at somebody say, even you. Even you, Brother Tim, smiling back there. Even you, you're a minister. Glory to God. That doesn't mean you're called to the fivefold, but actually you're called to be to be out in the world doing the ministry of reconciliation in a way that the fivefold many times can't. The fivefold is called to equip you to go out and do the work of the ministry. Amen. So you have been called and anointed. God actually believes that you're the perfect candidate to reconcile the world to himself. He thinks you're the perfect channel to reconcile the world to himself. Well, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to do that. Begin to go after the kingdom of God first and go after him, being consumed with him, renewing your mind to the realities of who he's made you to be. And it'll begin to flow out of you everywhere you go. Hallelujah. It'll begin to flow out of you. You're not you, you don't have to try to be uh, 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 consumed with him if you are consumed with him. Right? You're not having to try to, to convince people when you're just convinced yourself. You know, have you ever told anybody about, about a, a, a good stock or a good investment or, or a good place to eat? Let's bring it on down home. A good place to eat. Let's forget stocks and investments. That's boring. Let's talk about a good place to eat. Like I said last week, you know, in the South we have a culture. Amen. And eating, you know, and, and, and the church has a culture of eating, too. And that's a heavenly reality that we brought here to earth. The first thing we're going to do when we get to heaven is sit around a table and begin to feast. Amen. Some of us need to feast a little less than others. But um, 
you got to stay, see, pastor is a big component, uh, proponent of staying balanced. And some of us has gotten imbalanced in the feasting arena. And we need to come on over into the middle of the road, you know. Talking to myself, amen. Uh, so, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, about telling somebody about a good place to eat. You know, I, I remember when I worked at the gym and people were like, yeah, I'm going over to St. Augustine, you know, just in co- casual conversation. I'd be like, have you ever been to Osteen's? I mean, it's like, the yeah, have you ever been to Osteen's? And they're like, no, no, never. Oh, you got to try Osteen's. Man, the shrimp are the best. I'm like, you're going to be in a long, long line. When you get there, it's going to be 45 minutes wait, but it's worth it, okay? So don't give up. Don't, don't grow weary. But, but there's a little antique short shop that's full of junk that you can walk right over and waste time in and, and see the same things you've been looking at for 15 years, uh, still there. But you can walk around and look at and, and waste the time, and they'll, they'll even call over there, and you'll hear it in the antique shop, and then you'll be able to go over and get your shrimp, and it'll be amazing. It, it'll be worth it. It'll be totally worth it. You know, I, didn't, they, I wasn't like getting paid by Osteen's to, to like solicit. I wasn't, I, I didn't get, I didn't, I'm not on a rewards program where I get one free shrimp for every new customer. <clears throat> I wish I was, but I wasn't. I just had tasted and seen that Osteen's was good. And I couldn't help but share a good thing with somebody because I believed it was good. I believed it was worth the wait. I believed it was worth the enduring of, of the hot sun out on the little bench that's got like not near enough shade to cover you. So the sun's just beaming on you and you're tired of looking at antiques. So you're just sitting there in the sun. And man, I've, I've, I've endured and, I, and I've, been through the, I've been through the wind and I've been through the rain waiting to, waiting to get into Osteen's. And yet, glory to God, it was worth it every time. See, I, 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 didn't have to, I didn't have to drum myself up. Okay, yeah, okay. Osteen's is good, um, and they have good shrimp, and the sides are good, and the sweet tea is good. And I, I, didn't, I wasn't in the bathroom rehearsing how to, how to talk about Osteen so that when I get out there, hey, hey, uh, you're going to St. Augustine. You know, Osteen's is really good. You ought to try it. Um, the shrimp are really... But in that, sometimes that's how we are sharing the gospel But have you tasted and seen that God is good? Have you tasted and seen the truth of who he is? Have you tasted? See, this is when when you begin to 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 really go after and be consumed with who he is in this arena, then those things begin to spill out. You're not having to talk anyone into it. You're looking to share what what good thing God has done for you. You're looking to share how much you love him. You're looking to share who he is in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. I've not looked at my notes at all, so praise God. But I think, like I was saying before, I, th- I really believe that this, what's on my heart, and I, and, and I think I'm echoing Pastor's heart in, in some of these things that he's, that he's been, been bringing before us, is go after the things that God has done for us. Go after them. Get, put, put them in front of you. Don't let days and weeks go by where you're putting up with stuff that doesn't belong in your life. Begin to renew your mind to the realities of heaven. I, um, I, I was going to talk about renewing your mind, and I'll just mention this a little bit because I've kind of gone a little bit here. But, um, but, you know, Brother Hagin used to say the biggest issue in the church today is the unrenewed mind. And I, I, if, I could, if I could trumpet that, I would. Because I totally believe that the biggest issue between you and your health is your unrenewed mind. 
The biggest issue between you and you experiencing the uh, flowing with the gifts of the Spirit in the, in the workplace and, and sharing the love of God and, 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 and laying hands on the sick. And mine too, the biggest, let me point the finger back at me. Your issue, my issue, the biggest one is the unrenewed mind in whatever area that you're not experiencing. Because like I said, God's not, look, not, God's not pouring out more power for you. Hallelujah, he's got unlimited power, but he's given you enough power. He's not pouring out more blessing in the sense that, that, that he didn't give you everything from the jump. He's given it to us, but the, but the Spirit of God is here to declare and reveal the things that we have received. He's here to show us the things that, that God has done for us. And so, so I would just encourage you, get in the Word of God. You know, we went over to Romans chapter 6, and, and you can turn over there just real quick. When I was endeavoring to walk out, uh, get a hold of my health... And get a hold of, uh, of, of sickness running my life. You know, about seven years ago, um, there, was a, there was a season in my life where, I mean, every other week I had a sore throat. Every other week I had, a, had, had some, some cold symptoms and some head cold. And, and, and it just became a routine of my life where sickness was, was in, in my life like crazy. And, and I, would, I would say, thank God I'm healed. By his stripes, I'm healed. And, and we, I'd throw a little token prayer at it. You ever been there? Where you threw a token prayer at something, took some Sudafed and went on about your day. And there was really no faith involved. There was really no belief or expectation. There was really no exchange between you and God at all. It was just, it was just a token prayer. And I remember, I remember I was just sick and tired of it. I remember one, one, one day I just said, God, I'm tired of this. I, I, I'm, I'm giving you three months to teach me how to, how to go after this again. I've lost sight of how to walk in the, in the reality of God in this area. You got to be real with yourself sometimes. And I just got very real with myself. And I said, I've lost sight of this. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I've made it too hard. Maybe I don't believe well enough. I don't really know what's going on. But what I do know is I'm sick of sickness running my life. I'm sick of having a headache every single day of the week. I'm sick. I mean, that's my life. I'm sick of having heartburn every single night. These, this is what my life looked like seven years ago. And, and, you know, the old saying is, well, brother, you're getting up there to 30. So that's just part of life. That's the kinds of things you heard from, from, from people you knew, you know. Uh, nobody in here, praise God. But, but, you know, those were the kinds of things that you hear. Well, you're 30 now. That's, that just comes with the territory. Well, I wasn't settling for that. And so I was sick of it finally. And I said, man, I'm up here preaching stuff and declaring God's a healer and not seeing any of it. That's not right. I said, that's not right. That's being, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And from that person, turn away. So I had to say, hey, Steve, you're doing a great job. I'm turning away from you. And I'm going to turn into the reality of what God is doing. And, you know, God, it, it, the first week... God led me over to, these, to, this, to this chapter, Romans chapter 6. And he said, anything, anything of sickness falls under the, under the banner of sin. And I took care of sin, and you're dead to sin. And so I just began for that, first, for that first week, I just began to say, what shall I say then? Shall I continue in sickness that healing may abound? Certainly not. 
How, how should I, who died to sickness, live any longer in it? Or do I not know that those that were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him and, and through the baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the, from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so I should walk in newness of life. For if we've been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing that our old man's sickness was crucified with him and the body of sickness might be done away with that I should no longer be a slave to sickness. And I just began to, to see, to look at this. I read it in the message translation I, or the message paraphrase. I read it in the amplified translation. I read it in the, in the, in the uh, New King James. I, I, and I just began to reprogram this old thing. Amen. To believe what the word of God said. And within a week, I was headache free. And I'm talking about, I had to take pills for headaches every single day of my life. Rachel can testify. I'd never went anywhere. I had, I had ibuprofen in my truck. I had ibuprofen in, in every single place I go. I kept some in the drawer at the gym. I had it everywhere because, because it was my lifestyle. I had headaches every single day and I would say the right things, but there was no connection to my heart. I didn't believe it. I didn't really believe it. I, I believed it in general, but I wasn't believing it for myself. I was settling for less than what heaven had paid for. And when I got tired of that, I'm telling you, if you will just get tired of where you're at in some of these areas and go after it the, and begin to renew your mind, what does go after it mean? Just begin to renew your mind. Don't even, don't even try to force it. Don't even try to get real. No, just begin to get in the word of God and, and begin to replace the, 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 the lies of the enemy with the truth of the word of God. And you'll begin to experience the reality of heaven. And, and you just, it takes, it takes doing that. You're not too busy to renew your mind. You're not too busy to renew your mind. It is worth getting in the word of God and renewing your mind to the realities of heaven so that you can walk in them. Because when we begin to walk in them, then we, then we begin, can begin to demonstrate them. And that's what we're called to do. Amen. Don't live for yourself. See, sometimes living for yourself isn't just being selfish in, in an obvious way. Sometimes it's being so selfish with your time, you're not even willing to renew your mind to the reality of the word. And we suffer for it, but we're used to suffering and we're used to making up for it in other ways. And so we stay at this place. Amen. Don't, don't do that. Get in the word of God. Renew your mind. Amen. To the things that God's speaking in this day. Amen. Um, I like what one minister said. He said, um, he said, most people's closed heaven is in between their ears. I love that. Most people's closed heaven, you know, people are like praying for an open heaven. Lord, open the heavens, pour out, pour out healing, pour out blessing, pour. And he's just saying the most of people's closed heaven is right between their ears, their unrenewed mind. Renew your mind and you'll begin to experience the realities of heaven. Amen. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.